Welcome to the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. I'm Jennifer Edmonds. I'm a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, meditation and breathwork coach. And for the last 15 years, I've been helping women on their journeys to motherhood and beyond. This is the podcast that blends both science and spirit with everything you need to know as you navigate your fertility journey. If you're looking for a way to support your physical health, your mental health, reduce anxiety and reclaim some joy back into your life to make the process of trying to conceive feel easier, then you've come to the right place. I'll show you how to apply the latest scientific research along with your energy and mindset to provide you with all the tools you need as you're trying to conceive. This is the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the In Your Element Fertility Podcast. My name is Jennifer Edmonds and I am so excited to be here with you today. This episode is going to give you an introduction to why I do what I do, a little bit about my background and my story and how I came to doing this kind of work. There's so much that I want to share, so I'm going to keep it as brief as I can because we need to get into all of the amazing episodes that I have planned for you this season. But remember, you can always reach out to me if you have questions, you have comments, you want to connect with me. You can find all of the ways to do that in the show notes. So I am a yoga teacher, a Pilates instructor, and a meditation and a breathwork coach. I've also had two long fertility journeys of my own which did result in two beautiful, healthy children. And I'll go into why my journey was so impactful on my life and how it led me to doing the kind of work that I do today. So my story is one of primary infertility, secondary infertility, IVF, miscarriage, devastation, and loss. But it's also a story of hope. And really, I think it's a story that shows you that anything is possible. So my journey begins many years ago. I got married in 2015. And soon after we got married, my husband was offered a job to go and work in Thailand. So we very excitedly packed up our lives. We moved overseas. We always knew that we wanted to start a family, but I was 33. We were both healthy. We didn't have any concerns. So we thought there was no rush. So we spent that first year of marriage enjoying ourselves, traveling, living life, doing all of the things that young couples should do. But towards the end of that first year, we decided that it was time. And I had a hormonal IUD, which I went and got removed. And the doctor said, look, it usually takes a couple of months for your cycle to kick back in. But as soon as it does, you can start trying straight away. And we were so excited to get started. I went and got a whole bunch of ovulation kits ready to start tracking my cycle. And we waited and we waited (laughs) and we waited. After about six months, there was no sign of my cycle restarting. So I went back to my doctor And I said to her, look, is there anything I should be worried about? She didn't run any tests and she just said, no, listen, for some people it can take a little bit longer, so just keep waiting. So we did. (laughs) And towards the end of that first year, we were starting to get quite worried. So again, I went back to my doctor and she ran a whole bunch of tests, which all came back normal. There was nothing out of the ordinary that she could notice. She said, for some people, it just takes a little bit longer. 
but I didn't want to keep waiting indefinitely. So I decided to go down the natural route. I saw a functional medicine doctor. I saw an acupuncturist, started to try a few different supplements and different ways of supporting my body, but still nothing happened. So then we were referred straight to a fertility doctor who ran some additional tests. And the only thing that came back slightly abnormal was my AMH results, which were quite low for my age. They weren't zero, but they were lower than they should have been. And the doctor that I saw at the time uh, helpfully suggested that perhaps I had gone through early menopause, which is not something that a 34-year-old who's trying to conceive wants to hear. He decided to try us on ovulation induction for a few cycles, um, but those didn't work. My body didn't respond at all and I didn't ovulate. So after a few cycles of attempting this, we were referred straight to IVF. It had been about 18 months at this stage and I had had a few friends that had gone through IVF and they'd had terrible experiences with it. It was something I really didn't want to do, but in a way, I was kind of relieved. I thought, okay, well, at least there's something that will give us some answers and we can finally have our baby. So we started a cycle and they put me on some very high dose stimulation medication and my body didn't respond at all. And they increased the dosage. I kept going back for checks every couple of days to see if there was any progress, but there wasn't. And after about 14 days of stimming, there was no sign of anything. And so the cycle was cancelled. And this left us in a pretty dark place. We thought, you know, when you are trying to conceive and you're having trouble, you feel like IVF is this beacon of light, you know, something that the end of the road that will actually give you some answers. But we were looking at the possibility that IVF wasn't even going to be an option for us. And my doctor didn't really have any answers. She said, well, you know, you can just try again. We can wait a few months. We can see what happens. But I just had a feeling it wasn't the way to go. But I did have some friends back in Sydney in Australia that had had successful IVF treatments with one particular doctor. So we made the really difficult decision for me to fly back to Australia while my husband was still working overseas in Southeast Asia and go through another cycle with her. And this time the cycle actually started out pretty well. I responded to the medication she had me on, an entirely different protocol to the one I had started with. It looked like I had around seven or eight follicles, so potentially seven or eight eggs to be collected. But I woke up from my egg collection and they had collected just three eggs. The next day we got the call to say only one had fertilized. For anyone who has been through IVF, you know it is such a numbers game. And to think that you've got one chance, one little embryo that hopefully is going to survive five days in a Petri dish, then survive a transfer, implantation, and then a healthy pregnancy. The chances are so slim. But it did. She was determined. She was a little fighter. And nine months later, my beautiful beautiful girl was born and we were over the moon. As my husband and I are only children, we had always talked about having two kids. That was our hope and our plan. I was lucky enough to be able to breastfeed my daughter for nearly a year. And then after I finished breastfeeding, the most amazing thing happened. My cycle returned one day and 
I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I thought, you know, for sure we'd be going back to the same doctor and having to go through IVF again. But the one thing that had been a problem this whole time was the lack of my cycle. But now that it had returned, we decided we were going to start trying for our second baby straight away. So we dove into it with as much enthusiasm and excitement as we had the first time. And we tried for a few months. My cycle was fairly short. It was around 23 days. And after a few months, nothing had happened. So I went to a new doctor. We were living now in Dubai, in the Middle East. And she was quite positive. You know, she ran a few more tests and said, look, for your age, everything is looking quite normal. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to fall pregnant naturally. So just keep trying those those famous words. So we did. I think three or four more months went by and of course, no luck. I went back to the doctor and she decided to again, try ovulation induction just to give us a little bit more timing around when we should be trying just to make sure things were a little more accurate. So we did that. She also gave me progesterone to help support and extend my cycle. But a few months of this, again, there was nothing happening. And it was at this point that things started getting really difficult. There was, I mean, anyone who's been through the process of fertility struggles knows how much it impacts your life. You know, I was going in for medical appointments and scans so often. It was starting to impact my relationship, my ability to parent my little girl. It really impacted my work as well. You know, I was someone who had always been healthy. I worked in the fitness industry. And yet I was the one who, for some reason, couldn't do the one thing that my body was supposed to do. I was always telling people how they could improve their health and, you know, get through their life more easily. But I felt like such a fraud that I couldn't do it myself. So after all of this, we went back to the doctor and she said, look, I'm going to run a few more tests. We did a procedure to find out whether my tubes were open and we found out that they were partially blocked. It was around this time that I also somehow developed a thyroid condition. So I was put on medication for this. And on top of all of that, I developed chronic insomnia. And that was like the biggest punch in the face after everything that we'd been through. I feel like you can get through almost anything as long as you have had a good night's sleep. But when that's taken away from you, life just started to become really unbearable. So by this stage, I was 37 and coupled with the fact that you know my cycle was quite short, I had had a no success trying naturally for nearly a year now and it looked like my tubes weren't properly functioning, we were referred back to IVF. And I was so disappointed. I thought that really this was going to be a really easy process this second time around, you know, and I just ended up in this place where we had so many more issues than the first time and they were unexpected. But again, I was also kind of relieved, you know, IVF had worked for us last time. So I figured let's just do it. Let's get this over and done with and we'll have our second baby and we will be finally able to move on. As we were living in Dubai, there were quite a few fertility clinics and because I was a little bit more 
was this time I went to every clinic in the city and I chose the one, the doctor that I liked the best. And he was amazing. And the protocol that he put together again was quite different to the last time, but the cycle went really well. It was one of those cycles that everything was perfect. My hormone levels were perfect. My lining was perfect. We had two beautiful, healthy embryos. We transferred both, but for whatever reason, it wasn't successful. And this was in March of 2020. And the day after we found out that that cycle, that last transfer hadn't been successful, we went into lockdown over COVID and every fertility clinic shut, not just in Dubai, but all over the world. So even if we had wanted to try again, even if we'd wanted to go for more testing and try and get some more answers, there was no option for that at all. And this time was, without a doubt, my rock bottom, even though, my goodness, there was still so much more to come <laughs> on our journey. But, you know, this was my my time of crying on the bathroom floor at three o'clock in the morning, unable to sleep. I'd been pumped full of so many hormones. I was struggling to work. I was struggling to get through my day. I was struggling with my relationship and I was really struggling with my daughter, this beautiful little girl, and the guilt and the shame that comes along with secondary infertility, feeling so guilty for wanting more than the beautiful child that you already had. But we just knew our family wasn't complete. It was around this time that a colleague that I'd used to work with, um, someone who was a yoga teacher, she said to me, have you ever tried fertility yoga? I have a friend who teaches it and she's had some amazing success with lots of her students and I'm, was it something you'd ever want to give a go? And I just rolled my eyes and, you know, I thought, God, I'd just been through a round of IVF. What can a bit of yoga do? But like the rest of the world, we were in lockdown, my studios were closed and I had nothing else to do and I had nothing to lose. So I thought, look, I'll give it a try. And one of the, well, one of the only good things that came out of COVID, I guess, is that every fitness studio and every Pilates and yoga instructor in the world was able to take their teachings online, which gave me access to some incredible teachers that I would never have been able to work with previously. So I met an incredible woman who taught me about what fertility yoga was and how it works around your menstrual cycle. And she gave me a few practices to start trying at home, and I did. And at first it was nice just to have something else to focus on, you know, something that wasn't about more appointments or having the perfect diet and taking 25 different supplements per day. It was really nice just to have an hour or a half an hour to myself where I didn't have to be anywhere, I didn't have to focus on anything else. And then I noticed little changes started happening in my life. I would wake up in the morning and I wouldn't feel so miserable. I wouldn't dread all of the things that I had to get through during the day. I felt like I was nicer to my husband. <laughs> you know, I was less happy, less short with him. I found a lot more joy being around my daughter and being able to play with her and just spend time with her without constantly thinking about when I was going to be able to give her a sibling. And then some bigger things started happening. My insomnia disappeared, which was life-changing, you know, to 
go from months and months of not being able to sleep to waking up in the morning and just feeling like you had energy for the day. That was huge for me. I also noticed that my cycle started to improve. My cycle went from about 23 to 26 days. I would ovulate more regularly around the middle of the cycle. It was more predictable. And I had less PMS and less ovulation symptoms, less pain throughout my cycle as well. I was still being monitored for my thyroid condition. And without changing any of the medication that I was on, my thyroid started to rebalance as well. And then a few months later, I couldn't believe it, but my period was late and I took a pregnancy test and those two pink lines stared back at me and I could not believe this. I was in total shock. I remember running into the kitchen with the test, screaming at my husband. He thought there was something wrong and we were just over the moon. You know, I went to the doctor immediately to confirm the pregnancy. And a few days later, we had another check to make sure my HCG levels were rising and everything was looking amazing. I started getting morning sickness. We couldn't believe our journey was finally over. But sadly, we lost that baby at eight weeks, which was incredibly difficult. But as hard as that time was, it wasn't my lowest point because I had done something that no doctor had told me was possible. You know, I was given a, I think they said less than 5% chance that I'd be able to conceive naturally at all. And I knew I had stumbled upon something incredible, something that I had no idea about in all the years that I had been trying to build my family, it seemed to be the one thing that had made such a big difference. So I wanted to learn more. I wanted to dive in and find out what I had stumbled across, why it worked. And because I had been teaching Pilates for about 15 years at this point, I had quite a strong exercise science background. And I wanted to know the science of why it worked. I felt like yoga was a bit woo-woo for my liking. But the more I learned about it, the more I learned that it is actually a beautiful balance of science and research and spirituality. So wanting to learn more, I dove into my training as a yoga teacher. I went and started my 500-hour teacher training certificate I then learned a lot about pre- and postnatal yoga, which was one of the main areas that I focused on in most of my clinical Pilates work. And then I found an incredible training school that specialized in fertility yoga. So I signed up for all of the courses that they had to offer. And I started implementing all of these principles that I learned about in my daily life. You know, I, I changed the way that I moved, the way I exercised around my cycle, and I kept practicing. And I realized that this was something that more women needed to know about. So I intended to put all of my teachings together and offer some of these practices to women as best as I could. But as I was implementing all of these changes into my own life, a few months later, I felt pregnant naturally again. And this time, my baby was ready. This time, it felt right. 
And nine months later, my little boy was born. So that's why I'm here today. And that's why I do the work that I do. And I have seen so many changes, not just in my own life, but in countless lives of the women and the students that I've worked with. We'll go into so much detail in future episodes about how these practices of yoga and meditation and breath work can really change your whole life and your fertility journey and bring you closer to your baby and to motherhood. But I think it's important to know why someone does the work that they do and where they come from. So that's why I've shared my story with you today. There's so much that relates to infertility and pregnancy loss, IVF and trauma. And there is a lot that we need to talk about. And a lot of the tools that I teach and all of these beautiful practices that I can show you, they have such an impact on what you've been through and your ability to get through not just pregnancy, but birth and motherhood and the rest of your life. Because the experiences that we go through when we are struggling to conceive and we go through all of these traumatic experiences, they don't magically go away once you get that positive pregnancy test or once you have that baby in your arms. They stay with you unless you can find a way to let them go. So I share my story openly and Hopefully it gives you some inspiration and it gives you some hope to what can happen on your own journey. And I would love to connect with you and hear your story as well. And I'll list in the show notes all of the ways that you can get in touch with me if you want to reach out. Thank you so much for being here on this first episode. I can't wait for everything else that we have coming up. And I look forward to connecting again with you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so I can keep all this information coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, check the links below in the show notes to join me for more daily tips to support your fertility journey. And don't forget to visit my website to learn more about how the beautiful practices of yoga, meditation, and breathwork can support you as you're trying to conceive. Until next time, sending you all my love.